0: You are listening to The Next Best Picture Podcast, and this is our review of 12 Years a Slave.
1: I want to ask you what part of the country you come from. I originate from Canada. I guess where that is. Well, I know where Canada is. I've been there myself. Well traveled for a slave. Solomon Northup is an expert player
2: on the violin.
3: I was born a free man, lived with my family in New
1: York
2: be good for your mother
1: until the day i was deceived to solomon kidnapped sold into slavery well boy how you feel now my name is solomon north i'm a free man and you have no right whatsoever to detain me you're no free man you're nothing but a georgia runaway
4: Went down to the river Jordan. And that servant that don't obey his lord shall be beaten with many stripes. That's scripture. The condition of your labors, it's all wrong. It's my property. You say that with pride. I say it as fact. Speak! Man does how he pleases with his property. You come here. I say come here! Days ago, I was with my family
1: in my home. If you want to survive, do and say as little as possible. My soul in it. But I don't want to survive. I want to live. I thought you knowed something. I did as instructed. There's something wrong. It's wrong with the instruction. Master brought you here to work. Anymore, I'll earn you a hundred lashes.
4: I know what it like to be the object of Master's lash.
5: In his own time, good Lord, I'll manage them all.
4: I will survive.
1: I will not fall into despair. I will keep myself hearty till freedom is opportune.
0: All right, everybody, you were just listening to the trailer for 12 Years a Slave, and the story is as follows. In the years before the Civil War, Solomon Northup, a free black man from upstate New York, is kidnapped and sold into slavery in the South. Subjected to the cruelty of one malevolent owner, he also finds unexpected kindness from another as he struggles continually to survive and maintain some of his dignity. Then, in the 12th year of the disheartening ordeal, a chance meeting with an abolitionist from Canada changes Solomon's life forever. The film is starring Chiwetel Ejiofor, Michael Fassbender, Lupita Nyong'o, Benedict Cumberbatch, Paul Dano, Paul Giamatti, Sarah Paulson, Brad Pitt, and Alfred Woodard. It is directed by Steve McQueen, written by John Ridley. Here to join me today for this 2013 Throwback Podcast Patreon review, I have Nicole Ackman.
3: Hi, everybody.
0: Josh Parham. Hello, hello. Will Mavity. Hello. Casey Lee Clark. Hello. And Dan Bear. Hi, y'all. All right, everyone. This is it. The end of our 2013 retrospective. The Best Picture winner of 2013, 12 Years a Slave, a movie which went on to earn very strong box office results, three Academy Awards, including Best Picture, as I said before, critical acclaim instantly uh, herald as a masterpiece upon its release, It is a movie that holds extraordinary power based on an extraordinary true story of an extraordinary life of one man, Solomon Northup. It is a movie that means a great deal to me and I know to many others here. And also, uh, we have some first-time watches amongst us as well, which is a lot of fun. So let's dive into it. Let's put an end to our 2013 retrospective with 12 Years a Slave. Starting off first with The Man of Reason, Josh Parm, what do you think of 12 Years a Slave?
5: Well, I appreciate uh, the intro with that, Matt. Um, what do I think of 12 Years a Slave? I think that it is uh, a masterpiece. Uh, this is my favorite movie of 2013. I think it's one of the best movies of the past decade, honestly. And what I find so interesting about this movie is that it, uh, you know, it takes a look at A narrative that we have seen in other movies, not this specific one, but the idea of looking back at slavery at this very dark chapter of American history and and trying to comment on it with some perspective. But I think the uniqueness of this film is that it allows for Steve McQueen's artistry to come through this very meticulous vision that he has that. Never feels exploitative, but it does still feel so vivid and lived in. And I think that gives you a great perspective with what these characters are going through and just what this environment is like. And I find that to be so incredibly powerful as I'm watching it. And I think when you combine that with this really intriguing screenplay that has some of this, like, lyrical dialogue that feels very appropriate, but also these great themes running throughout and just every performance in this ensemble that is just absolutely extraordinary. I just think you have a recipe for truly one of the great cinematic achievements out there. And as I said, I think it is definitely one of the best films ever made.
0: Man, I echo so much of what you just said right there that you pretty much took the words right out of my mouth. I'm going to have to follow that up later. But until I do that, passing it over next to Casey Lee Clark.
4: So this was my first full viewing of the film. Um, I had seen chunks before, I think at one point when I was home, my mom was watching some of it on TV. So I watched like half an hour somewhere in the middle. Um, and I'd seen clips from all these things I had put off watching it in full because I knew it would be a difficult watch and a very emotional experience, but this gave me the perfect opportunity. And yeah, what a film. I mean, Steve McQueen is one of my favorite directors working today, and he's one of the best. I think what he does with the camera and the types of performances that he gets out of people, I think he's just such a fascinating filmmaker. I think this film just looks so beautiful. Sean Bobbitt's cinematography is incredible. I love the score. So many of the performances are so good. I'm so well, I'm sure we'll talk about, like, go through the whole list of everyone in this movie, even down to, like, the bit character actors that have some great moments Um, I just think yeah it's really a tremendous film what more what more can be said
0: (laughs) what more can be said indeed don't you know that
1: The news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased, and essential world news daily.
0: Will Mavity, do you have an answer to that question? What do you think of 12 Years a Slave?
1: Yeah, it's... You know, I, I do think it is one of the rare films that deserves the masterpiece description it's one of those films where literally every aspect is firing on all cylinders. The, uh, the cinematography is lush and gorgeous. And then also, you, you know, executes these just gut punches like the film's big long take. The editing is interesting, focusing on cutting between close-ups of him tuning his violin um the uh the sound is good the chopping of sugarcane the way the camera moves those fields it's just you know it, it is nothing short of a spectacular film i guess if we want to have anything that can be considered criticism not a fan of Hans zimmer's score glad that he wasn't nominated for that uh that is that in the um unfortunate cameo that i know they had to do for financing reasons are the only two things I can say that basically aren't perfect about it. Cause the rest is just chef's kiss.
0: All right. I'm sure we'll dive deeper into those two criticisms here in a little bit, but before we do so next up, Nicole Ackman.
3: So this was the first time watch for me as well. And <laughs> I love it. <laughs> this is great. Yeah. I, I honestly kind of put it off for a bit because I knew that it was going to be a brutal film to actually like sit through an experience and, I was correct. It, it is a brutal, very difficult watch. And that is a testimony to how good it is. Uh, it's really exquisitely made with fantastic performances. But also, I just have to say, like, I really appreciate the movie, not just as a person who loves film, but also as a historian, because I do think it is probably the most accurate portrayal we've ever had on screen of what slavery in the american south was actually like and i think that that is hugely to the movie's credit that it it really does stand as um you know kind of an, an important piece of work in that aspect too and almost like a public education type of of work
0: yeah i I, i'm with you on that too i remember when this movie came out and this often gets thrown around sometimes people will say stuff like oh they should teach that in schools and obviously there are certain things that you can't show in schools because of the content involved but uh, i do feel to your point nicole in terms of historical accuracy and really just kind of encapsulating this quote-unquote subgenre of film, like Josh was saying before, because there have been other movies that have presented uh, slavery on camera, but none quite like this, and also just delivering a very, very good story in a very artful way where it doesn't feel uh, distasteful. Uh, you mentioned before that it's a very, very brutal film, but it compensates for that brutality with a level of artistry that uh, makes it manageable, I think, in some ways.
3: I also think that like part of that too, the part of the fact that it doesn't feel sort of uh, exploitative or anything like that is the fact that it is genuinely based on the autobiography of this man who is describing his real life experiences. And, And I did some research into how accurate it is to the autobiography. And for the most part, it's actually fairly accurate. Like, Uh, I saw something that said it's about probably 90 percent accurate to it, which for a historical film is remarkable. So I think the fact that it is so steeped in truth also sort of helps justify the brutality of the movie and and give a a real reason that we are actually seeing that.
2: Totally. Dan Baer. Well, I hate to be the one to break up the love fast. (laughs) Wow. But I'm not going to do that because... Oh. There's...
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, you got me. You got yeah, me good.
1: Right. Yeah, I was like, holy <laughs> shit, Dan.
0: <laughs> Sorry, I just... That was well done. That You had me going
2: there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. There is nothing bad that can be said about this movie. It's really rare that you sit in a theater to watch... A movie, a new release movie for the first time, and just like watch an actual masterpiece unfold on the screen in front of you, and like and know the whole way through that that's what's happening. I think pretty much from the first frames, this is just perfection. It cinematic perfection. It really is. The thing that gets me about this, particularly on this rewatch, is how much of a visceral film this is and how it does that without using a lot of cinematic tricks that usually make things visceral. There are not a lot of whip pans or fast cuts or overblown music there. It is just very patient and, the camera work, the brilliant genius camera work by Sean Bobbitt, does the work in immersing you in this world. You're down there in that southern heat, and you feel it. You feel the muck and the grime from the sweat that you know is forming on your skin. You feel all these things, and then you feel all these other physical things that you should not be able to feel because cinema is an audiovisual. Medium, but you feel it. You feel the rope around Solomon's neck. You feel the lash against his back. You feel Sarah Paulson's nail in Lupita Nyong'o's cheek. It is really, truly an incredible piece of filmmaking, and it's not often that you get something about an historical event as godforsakenly awful as the period of America where it was where people were enslaved. It's very hard to get a film about that right. About to not to make it feel bad but not too bad. And make it feel uplifting but not too uplifting. And to really take you on the journey that is as close as you can get to the people who lived it. And this movie Steve McQueen threads that needle so beautifully and there's not much else left to say about it. I mean, we'll get into specifics, but it's Josh is absolutely right. It's a masterpiece.
0: This film made it world premiere at the Telluride Film Festival as a special secret screening uh, I remember it played at the New York Film Festival, but I didn't see it uh, there. Uh, I heard all the buzz about it, and I eventually went to New York and I saw it with my uh, with my grandmother of all people. Um, my my grandmother is someone who's always encouraged my movie watching habits, and she's a pretty big cinephile as well. So she'll watch anything. She doesn't care what it is, what genre. She'll she'll watch anything I put in front of her. So she was always my movie watching uh, buddy. So we both went in and we both saw this movie together. And I sobbed like a baby watching this movie. Um, Even today, 2021, eight years later, uh, this is maybe my fifth time watching this movie. Fifth? Yeah, well, because I've shown it to people over the years. I've shown it oh, to my okay. sister, to my parents. Um, I think I probably rewatched it once or twice uh, during the uh, award season and then after it came out on Blu-ray and, you know, et cetera, et cetera.
2: I don't think I could watch it that many times.
0: <laughs> well, I, I I will admit that for me, there's something that this movie does to me on an emotional level. And I mentioned before, like I, I cry every time I watch this film. I'm fascinated with my intense reactions to movies so if a movie makes me have that kind of response i'm always very curious to want to revisit that in some form or fashion to get a better understanding uh, of myself and then also too of the level of skill that is being put on display to get me to feel that way Um, i think that if you can get your um audience member to laugh during a comedy, to cry during, you know, a drama, or to feel fear during a horror film. You want to explore why. And as someone who's just fascinated by the craft here, um, Steve McQueen, I think, as said before, is one of the true masters working today, uh, both now in film and in television, or whatever you want to call small acts. But he truly is a gifted storyteller, and that was already evident with hunger and shame, but I think it just went to a whole new level with 12 Years of Slave. And it's crazy, too, because it's not like it's a big budgeted movie or anything like that. Up until that point, it was definitely his biggest film to date uh, and certainly his most expansive. And for such an epic story, it's also not incredibly long either. This is not a two and a half hour long film. It's a two a two fifteen uh give or take film. And I feel like it's one of those movies where there's not a single scene that is wasted, not a single line of dialogue that is wasted. Every performance is so fine-tuned, even if uh, maybe some of the celebrity uh, one-scene cameos can be slightly distracting at times. McQueen at least is able to have these actors deliver very believable performances for the time period and get us to really get, um, as said before, immersed in Solomon's story. And not just through the words and the actors, but through all the crafts on display as well. We'll we'll get into all of that here because there's just so much to get into. But I, I think for me, that's why it is also my favorite film of 2013. It is also one of my favorite films of the decade in my top ten, for that matter. And also, um, I think one of the best best picture winners that we've ever had. Um, when it comes to when it comes to displaying a tragedy, uh, a historical tragedy. On this scale, this level, the way that, say, uh, Schindler's List did, and for it to be done in such a way that it could get also recognized and applauded, uh, I feel like 12 Years a Slave did it again uh, many years later. It is a very, very tough watch, but I think an incredibly rewarding one uh, that can really teach you so much about the human spirit. Oh, man, I'm getting emotional just talking about it right now. So... Let's move over to uh, first first point I want to talk about. I think we got to start with the man himself, Solomon Norfolk. We got to talk about Chiwetel Ejiofor in this movie and how prior to this, I think we had all seen Chiwetel Ejiofor in various movies here or there. You know, I'm sure somebody here saw Kinky Boots at one point. I'm sure uh, you know people <laughs> noticed him in Children of Men, but this was really for many people like a revelation of a performance that was being given by him. He wasn't necessarily a newcomer, but it really was quite extraordinary what he pulled off here.
5: Oh, he's great. Yeah. And it's a performance that I think is much more difficult than you would normally think it would be. Because for a lot of this film, he actually has to be rather reserved. Like It's the Mm -hmm. nature of the character. It's the nature of his survival is that he can't really be a very emotional person. He has to be very reserved and hold things back. And I think that allows for you to notice so much complexity going on beneath the surface so that when those emotions do sort of reach this very high moment and they have to peek through, it feels so much more poignant. And like the ending to this movie, when he reunites with his family, like, Oh, oh my, my God! God. I, I challenge you to watch that scene and not be in a bucket of tears. Like it's it so is, incredibly it's powerful. Guilty. I failed. Yeah, Sorry, just
1: one like the big best, back. Oh. One of the best crying scenes of all time, I think.
2: And he has multiple of them in this movie too. His eyes are just like those perfect movie star eyes. Yeah, they're so big and round and the way they fill up with tears.
0: Hey everyone, sorry to interrupt. This is a preview of our throwback review for 12 Years a Slave here on the next Best Picture podcast. In order to get the full review, you will have to head on over to our Patreon for Next Best Picture where for $1 minimum a month, you will get the rest of this hour and 50 minute long review along with other exclusive podcast content from us as well. You have been listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you so much for listening as always. and We shall see you all next time.